0: ...so we quit the golf course and got a job as a bellhop at the Gold Coast Hotel and Casino. He earned enough money to buy some gear and some concert tickets. David Kenning is not from Vegas. He's from a place called Pella, Iowa, which is really in the middle of nowhere. This is why he dropped out of university and moved to Vegas. He wanted some kind of excitement. He worked in a shoe store and then in the Banana Republic store inside the Venetian Hotel. Although he was really, really good at folding shirts... What he really wanted to do was form a band. And that's why he put an ad in the local alternative papers hoping to find someone, anyone, who might want to form a group. Mark Stormer is tall, 6'5". He was a trumpet player at the same high school as Brandon. Mark also played in a band called The Negative Ponies. Probably because his parents were doctors, his first job was to move medical supplies and various biohazardous materials between doctors' offices and laboratories. He even delivered a couple of organs for transplants in his day. One day, he had to deliver a urine sample from Mike Tyson for drug testing. Mark also spent some time studying, wait for it, philosophy. And finally, there's Ronnie Venucci. He's the one who looks like the guy who stars in that show, My Name is Earl. Like Mark, Ronnie went to the University of Las Vegas. And like Mark, they were in the university's marching band. Mark on trumpet, Ronnie on percussion. Ronnie got into drums at a very early age. He apparently holds the record for being the youngest performer in any casino. He had a gig with the house band at Caesars Palace at age six. His first band was called Purple Dirt. Later, he was in something called Romance Fantasy, followed by Daphne Major. There were at least two bands that had a shot at record deals. They were called Attaboy Skip and Expert on October. And his best pre-rock star job was taking photographs of the drunk people who got married at the Little Chapel of Flowers on Las Vegas Boulevard. The Killers all came together as the result of those newspaper ads that Dave took out. The first edition of The Killers featured Brandon on vocals and keyboards and Dave on guitar, who, by the way, at the time insisted on going by the name Tavian Go. There were two other guys. The bass player was Dave's roommate, and the drummer was a dude named Bus Bradley. The Killers started playing gigs around Vegas. Some people liked them. Others wrote them off as Depeche Mode wannabes. A few couldn't get past the fact that Brandon liked to wear makeup. They also played a bunch of churches. In fact, an early supporter was a pastor who helped raise money for the group. A minister helping a band called The Killers? Sounds a bit weird, but that's what happened. As performers, Brandon and Dave were okay, but they felt that the rhythm section had to go. They were then given a nudge by a talent scout from Warner Brothers Records who was really, really, really hot to sign the band. His name was Braden Merrick. So the original rhythm section was fired. This is where Ronnie Venucci joined the band, and for a while, the group worked as a three-piece. No bass player. They auditioned a bunch of guys, but none of them worked out. It wasn't until October of 2002 that Mark Stormer showed up. They rehearsed in the garage at Ronnie's house, which was a drop-in center for dozens of Las Vegas-area musicians. Then Ronnie sold the house, which meant the band had to sneak into the rehearsal room at the university to do their thing. And we should footnote the name The Killers. Now, you would think that this would be a very common name, and it is, There's our Killers, a rock band called the Killers in France, a rock band from Uruguay called the Killers, an electronica band with the same name, and there's probably more. You might also remember a fictional band called the Killers that appeared in a New Order video. It's the clip for the song Crystal. Now, if you ever see the video, look for the name on the bass drum. That's where the name of the group comes from. And don't believe any stories about the group thinking about calling themselves the genius sex poets. That is completely untrue. Let's go back to this business of getting a major label record deal. Braden Merrick's gig with Warner Brothers ended, so he signed on as the Killers' manager. Thanks to his knowledge of the music industry, things started to move very quickly. He passed on a Killers demo to a small label in the UK called Lizard King. They liked what they heard, they signed the group, and they invited them over to the UK. And the first thing Lizard King released was an EP based around the song Mr. Brightside on August 19th of 2003. got great reviews, and the thing both the CD and the vinyl version, sold out instantly. After appearing at the CMJ Music Festival in New York that October, the Killers were signed by Island Records. They thought Mr. Brightside was good, but they also liked the tracks Smile Like You Mean It and Who Let You Go. And this is one of those cases where the timing was right. There was an 80s revival in alternative rock, thanks to groups like Interpol and Franz Ferdinand. And American indie bands were cool. The White Stripes, the Strokes, the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. And so it came to pass that the Killers got their major label gig and they went into the studio to work on a proper album. When it came out in the summer of 2004...